Hi everybody, it's Erin. I just wanted to throw in a quick trigger warning to this episode. We're going to be talking about instances of domestic violence, sexual assault, sexual harassment, just a lot of catcalling and just really nasty things. And so if any of these things trigger you, I would really ask for you not to listen to this episode because we would never want to trigger you in any way. And we have tons of other episodes in the past that would be probably more helpful and enjoyable for you. But regardless, I hope that you enjoy this episode if you choose to listen and we'll be right back with the content. Hi everybody, it's Erin and Meg and welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. So I know what you're thinking, where the hell have you guys been? That's a very good question. We have gone through some shit the past couple weeks and we'll definitely be talking about it once we get into our segment. Hope everyone's doing great. We're doing better than we were before, so that's good. We really miss talking to you guys. How long is it? It's been a month. It's been a month. Yeah, yep. we've never, I mean, we've taken off like a week or so, I think like twice in the past. Yeah. But like, we have never had this length of time. In a way, it was kind of nice because like we said we never take breaks and like this is a hobby of ours, but I definitely missed like, there's even been like a disconnect with us because I'm like, we don't even get to sit at the table and talk for like an hour and a half. I know our white table talks. If you guys don't know what red table talk is, it's when Jada Pinkett Smith sits down and she has like controversial people on her show and they just talk about like scandals and stuff and also they just like get into the tea and that's basically what we do with this podcast it's our white table talk we have a white dining room table (laughs) and that's where we record and we just haven't done that and it's kind of sad so we definitely really miss you guys we really appreciate everyone that's still been like interacting with our stuff and like reviewing the podcast don't forget to review us on apple Podcasts if you haven't give us five stars please please tell your friend about it share it to your with your mom like i don't know literally anybody yeah if you have a story that you'd like to share in the podcast we've been getting a few emails about like people wanting to be guests on the show but we've been kind of all over the place which like we said (laughs) we'll get into in a little bit but we're getting back into it i don't know i'm just like more excited than ever to like actually put energy into the podcast and like continue to make it grow where i think we just hit 10,000 downloads which is really exciting yeah so thank you guys for all your support over the past what year and some change yeah it's very exciting we have some a lot of things planned with that i think we're just gonna get into our segment i don't know if you want to explain it for anybody so if you you guys are new here welcome we're so happy to have you we love you we mean it you know the whole the whole the whole spiel if you are a return listener hey thanks thanks for coming (laughs) back back, it means means a lot we do a segment every week where we talk about what we're loving and what we're hating and we always get the negative shit out of the way first and what i'm hating this week and also what aaron is hating this week is covid i mean definitely everybody in our personal lives was pretty shocked by this and still not a lot of people even really know that we even had covid yeah it's like you guys know how seriously we've taken this pandemic i mean people are like i don't go anywhere but it's like we literally don't go anywhere like meg works from home like i go to the office and come back like we don't see friends or like really our family we don't go to the gym unless we're wearing masks we don't go out to eat we haven't been out to eat since the pandemic started so i'm just confused like and the first week of march we both tested positive yeah so positive for being bad bitches (laughs) 
just kidding but we tested positive for covid which was obviously a little bit scary and but not a vibe yeah i don't want everybody to like freak out or like get nervous because we're totally fine now i just feel bad for everybody that had more severe cases than we did yeah hearing about like all the people that are still continuing to be long haulers and stuff so we tossed around making a whole episode about it but i was like i really just want to talk about it for a minute and then just like be done yeah because it's honestly all that like we've been thinking about the past month or so i'm still dealing with some symptoms so hopefully they go away soon we both tested negative now so we can like actually walk outside and like (laughs) leave my leave the apartment so you know it's it honestly sucked and it was really hard but it's not over yet that's the biggest takeaway like get your vaccine please for the love of god you do not want covid honestly the worst part about it was just the isolation factor yeah and, we like, both agreed on that it was really hard um so just if you can prevent this just just get your fucking shot that's all we're asking kind of obviously we said we didn't want to spend too much time about it so we're gonna wrap it up in a second but kind of like the message that i want to spread through us having covid is that like it can literally happen to anybody and like it's so much easier than you think like I mean, like I just said, not many people really in our personal lives even know that we had COVID and everybody I told from like our parents to like our closest friends were like completely shocked because it's like we literally don't do anything. No, like even my little sister who's a nurse, she was like, you're literally the safest person I know. And she was like, I'm really sorry that this happened. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's it sucks. But just want to give like a little shout out to like any of you listening. If you are currently going through COVID, I'm so sorry. Or if you have any family members that did, because like we said, we totally know what it's like just reach out if you need it because it's a really lonely time and you don't want to be alone during this so okay but let's move on to happier stuff because i'm done talking about covid all the time (laughs) yeah what are we loving this week because we're collabing again okay so we have two things that we're loving um the first thing and first and foremost what we're loving is survivor you've probably heard of this show you've probably heard of the expression oh we're gonna vote someone off the island that literally came from survivor like this show is iconic in every way it's been on since like the early 2000s i used to watch it as a kid but like now we're going back and watching it as adults and it's it's even so good it's just mindless entertainment and i feel like it's not even like regular tv shows because it's a competition show too and there's like so much strategy and then there's also like physical games and then like the social aspect and then also like literally trying to survive it's literally like (laughs) it's literally like that show wipeout combined with like real housewives like that's literally there's so much (laughs) tea and drama but then there's also like the athletic portion of it, mm-hmm. and it's it, and also the fact that they're like literally eating like raw like, coconuts and, and shit, and, like eating scorpions. Yeah. <laughs> no, like it's just so. I don't know. It really takes my mind off of things, and we could honestly binge a whole season in like a day or two. So I highly recommend if you're looking for something to binge. It would be Survivor. I believe it's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And then see, it's like, it's a CBS show, but like Paramount is like owned by CBS yeah. or something. So it's on Paramount Plus. It's like an app. You can get it for Roku. You can get it for Fire TV, like all that stuff. And maybe online. I'm not sure. Yeah. Also, um, if you have Netflix, um, 
I looked up like a when I because I was the one that started watching Survivor again oh, like while I had COVID because I was like I need something to get me through this and I looked it up on like it was like multiple Reddit threads and they were like oh seasons 20 and 28 are like the best lucky for you guys seasons 20 and 28 are both on Netflix so yeah so you know go ahead I feel like more people em. have like Netflix than like obviously Paramount because that like just came out yeah so. but Paramount Plus has every single season kind of going along with that puzzles I guess it's kind of related to Survivor because they do a lot of puzzles on the show it really just like got me thinking because obviously like survivor is such like a mental game it's obviously physical too but it's so mental and like in the past year so many people have done puzzles and we have like a few at my house and like i did one and i was like wait this is so fun so i brought this one back to the apartment i have a puzzle board you guys have to get one but it's like a felt puzzle board so that the pieces don't like move around and i really and then like also if you you're moving from room to room you can just like pick it up it's just the so best. nice yeah you um, don't have to sit in like one uncomfortable chair for yeah. 10 hours but i guess now we'll get into the episode i'm just so excited to be podcasting again so from the title of this episode yeah, you guys can obviously you. tell what we're talking about if you didn't know if you haven't been on instagram for the last month march is women's history month and we kind of obviously we wanted to do more than we did but with everything going on we really couldn't so we wanted to do one episode sort of dealing with like women's issues mm-hmm. and we've already talked about like women's bodies before in the past and stuff like that but so this we kind of wanted to ask you guys what experiences that you've had with men that have made you unsafe if you're a woman or even a man i'm sure you felt uncomfortable from another man at some point mm-hmm. in your life i don't know what it is but i feel like you talk to anybody and they have an experience with this mm-hmm. so we really just wanted to bring this to light because we think it's not really talked about enough but sort of more of like a i mean this this came out after we were already like deciding to do this episode but it's still kind of more of like a pop culture example so if you guys don't follow becca martinez on instagram totally do i love her she has like two cute kids she's always posting about like ethical clothing which i think is really cool she has a toddler and like a really young baby i don't think he's a year old yet he's only like a few months and i'm just gonna read her post i'm gonna link it down below for you guys but she said i was just out taking a walk looking like this pushing my sleeping baby and holding hands with my toddler when a teenager skateboarded by and grabbed my ass i felt totally powerless as i screamed at him that is not okay what the fuck is wrong with you i wanted to chase him down and pull him off his skateboard punch him in the back do something anything to get through to him what he did was so wrong he looked so casual not even in a rush as he was passed on the sidewalk only glancing back when he was a block away. Ruth, who's her daughter, was so shaken and she kept repeating in her two-year-old's voice, you okay, mommy? I'm not okay, I'm mad. I'm mad that this kid felt bold enough to touch me in the middle of the day in a neighborhood with my children by my side. What the fuck is he going to do to a woman, a woman when he's an adult in the cover of night? I'm mad that this isn't the first time. I remember being alone on the beach at 21 when a man walked up to me with his dick in his hand. I felt helpless then too. I hate this. I hate that this is the world my daughter will grow up in. I don't care what you have to do to teach your sons to respect the people around them. Threaten to chop their balls off. I don't give a fuck. But I hate knowing that there are predators around every turn, every corner, and the world will always be unsafe for women. Yeah. That just says it best. And, you know, that's pretty much happened to everyone I've talked to. Mm -hmm. Like, every single one of my friends has had an instance where someone has grabbed them, someone has catcalled them, Someone has followed them. And a lot of people, it's like all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so tired of like always having to be on the lookout and, you know, like getting in my car and looking behind me and like being cautious and not going out after the sun's down Mm -hmm. by myself. And it's just so sad that we have to live that way. I know. And I feel like there's really no repercussions because 
even if a, the guy does get caught, there's always going to be someone that's like, oh, well, why were you walking out by yourself at night? Or yeah. why were you doing, why were you dressed like that? Why X, Y, Z? We shouldn't have to do that. Like, we're literally minding our own business, going about our lives, and people are attacking us. No, and like that bill that was just passed in Mississippi or whatever, when they were like, oh, if you're drunk and you're raped, like, doesn't count, basically. Yeah, so there was this woman that took prescription pills and drank alcohol and like went to, I think, a bar. And then this guy met her and was like, oh, hey, like, come back to my house. I'm having a house party. So she went with him and there was no party. She was assaulted. And yep, you know, the government decided that it's it was her fault. Now apparently guys we can't get drunk and we can't we can't take prescription pills. So we just recorded another episode with the My Point of View podcast. That's gonna come out on well actually same it's day. the same day. Yeah. So that's gonna come out today actually. So I'll try and link it down below once the episode goes up. I can like update the links mm-hmm. or whatever. But we talked about then that like there's always like yeah, there's like a Brock Turner and everything, but there's I feel like there's always just gonna be more. And, like, Camila was, like, asking us when, like, how we think it would stop. And, like, I genuinely don't even know. I don't think it can. I I really don't. Which is obviously sad to talk about. But we just kind of wanted to share, like Meg said, like, share your stories to kind of remind you that, like, you're not alone. And especially with, I don't know, everything going on, especially in, like, the media and stuff, just kind of bring attention to it. Yeah, we really want to just dedicate this episode to Sarah Everts and anyone that's ever had a scare coming home. If you guys haven't heard about that, she was a woman in London and she was walking home from a friend's house she told her friend that someone was like following her and then she went to a police officer for help and then he was the one that killed her it's so disheartening with everything with the police and then you have the the violence against against these asian women and it's just it's it's so it's so sick and like on top of everything that's already going on on top of a pandemic we have all this other shit going on it's already hard enough to be a woman but it's (laughs) It's just like one will. It's getting it's getting harder, and I'm almost afraid to like have kids because I'm like my daughter's gonna have to go through that. Or what if that's my son that's out there doing shit like that? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you can raise them a certain way, but at the end of the day, it's also their nature and how they are, and you can't always change that. So I've been thinking about that question that Camila asked: is how would violence against women stop? And Mm -hmm. I truly don't know if it could ever. Yeah. I feel like this it's been a problem since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. It hasn't changed since our parents were young. It's the yeah. same. I mean, and obviously we're like literally nobodies, but like to some extent, like we do have a platform. We've been told that we talk about more like honest and like controversial topics. And if this is can be something that can make someone else feel less alone mm-hmm. or can make a difference in some way, like hopefully we can have an impact and kind of limiting the hurt that like women face every day. Also, if you're a guy and you're listening to this and you've done some of this stuff to a woman, you're part of the problem. Yeah, we talked about it on Camila's podcast too that everybody's like, it's not all men, but it's too many. I don't know. I think if you're a guy and you notice tendencies in your friend, like creepy tendencies or like maybe you feel like they would do something if they were alone, you need to address that Mm -hmm. because that's not okay. And if you know about a friend that's done something, you're an accomplice to that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, we talked about this with Camille on her podcast, too. Like, if if your friend murdered someone and you knew about it, you would be an accomplice to murder. But there's no equivalent to rape. But there is a moral equivalent, and you're an accomplice. Yeah, exactly. And also a piece of shit. Yeah. Thank you. So, I guess we'll just get into it. So, do you want to 
read the first one? Okay, yeah. So the original question we asked was, has a man ever made you feel unsafe? So all of these questions are responding to that. So we just want to say again, thank you to everyone who yeah, wrote so in. Much. I know it's really hard to talk about some of this stuff and to like get in that headspace, but we really appreciate you doing this and it can help other people. So the first one we have is, yes, a man has made me feel unsafe. It has happened so often that until I was 25, I never talked about it because it became as normalized as stopping for gas. I casually mentioned a creeper to my brother once and he was shocked. And that's when I realized that, quote, good guys don't have any clue what women have to deal with because bad guys never tell them. And women are so used to it that we don't think about talking about it. Luckily, yet sadly, it appears the older I've gotten, the less it happens to me. I used to get catcalled, followed, and hit on all the time walking around with my backpack on after school. It starts, like, honestly, as young as, like, I don't know, like, when like, you're, like, well, 12, 13. I was going to say, like, I remember being in, like, middle school and being, like, nervous to, like, walk home from the bus, like. I remember, like, I told this story on the podcast, but I was literally 13 and I had a guy checking me out at in a, in a bathing suit at a party. Yeah. And my neighbor had to go up to him and tell him to stop staring at me because I was 13. Yeah. Like, it's just so, it's literally so fucked up. I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's the point. Like, when we're talking about, like, what can we do? It's like, there's literally nothing because it's, like, every age. I remember a couple years ago, my mom went out to pump gas, like, at night. And it was, like, a well-lit gas station. Mm -hmm. We live in a nice area. So, I don't know, like, what this was. But she was out getting gas and... I guess these men in a car, like, were yelling stuff at her and, like, like just saying, like, gross shit to her. And she came home and she was literally, like, about to cry. And my dad kept saying, like, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she's like, oh, nothing. I'm fine. And it's just so sad because, like, but, like it doesn't matter yeah. how old you are. Like, it literally doesn't matter how old you are. Like, my mom is almost 60 years old and yeah. she has this happening to her. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't stop. And that's... The horrible thing like I was walking to work like last year when Aaron and I had an in-person job and this guy was driving by in a car and I had a mask on I had leggings sneakers a sweatshirt on and a hood and it was raining and I had my mask on and he was whistling at me I was like you can't even see me like how do you even know that I'm a woman (laughs) like I could literally be I could be like Voldemort walking down the street right now it's it's disgusting and I'm I've, I've heard so many people talk about how guys are like talking to them and and like that thing that happened to you at work do you want to talk about that with the mask i was at work one day and at the same job meg was just talking about it was literally like a police officer and like he came in to get coffee and like i was just taking his order like normal like i was just acting like myself and he was like oh you should really smile more with a with a mask on her face and he was like oh you would look so beautiful if you smiled more and then he, like, I just looked at him and he, he, I didn't say anything. And he was like, oh, yeah, but, like, you're wearing a mask. So, like, that's not really possible. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to get you your coffee. Like, it's literally these people that are on this, like, fucking power trip that just feel like they can talk to anybody, like, how they want. So, another response that we got to our question was, the world's a scary place to be a woman in. You should always go with your instincts. I have a friend who was raped and without going too much into her story, she told me afterwards that every instinct in her body was screaming at her not to unlock the car door and she did it anyway as she didn't want to come across as, quote, rude and offend him. This has always stuck with me because at the time I knew it was something I would do, not feel safe, but not want to make it obvious to someone. I felt that way, so I did, so I'd put myself in a potentially dangerous situation to not risk offending them when i'm probably just being paranoid 
Now I always go with my instincts. If something makes me feel unsafe and if there's a way I can avoid it, I will. Even if it is very obvious to the person why. I mean, I feel like everybody can kind of relate to that, but like especially women, like you don't want to seem rude. Like you want to seem nice. Like even when I'm at like work and stuff, I'm like, oh, I want to seem like a nice person. So like you like will literally go like cross like all your boundaries to just like appeal other people. And then you feel like shit about it afterwards mm-hmm. and you feel completely violated. No one can do anything for you. Yeah, exactly. So the next one we have is so many men have made me feel unsafe and treated me in ways that aren't safe and violate my person and my boundaries. Currently, there's a man in my town who walks around in an all lives matter mask and he hates me and harasses me when he sees me on the bus and blocks the sidewalk and glares at me, shaking his head when I'm walking down the sidewalk. He also films me. It's scary because I'm biracial and because I'm visibly pregnant. There's nothing that can be done. I've reported him to local police and they're like, yeah, he can film you in public. Yeah, we can't do anything. Yeah, call us next time when this happens and we'll try to get there and have a chat with him. Have a chat with him. Have a chat with him. What the? People can just film you like that? Yeah. Like she's literally a pregnant woman and he's like fucking harassing her. And on top of it, he's clearly racist. Yeah, and All Lives Matter hat to a biracial woman. uh, Oh my God, I can't. There's so many layers to this too. Like if you're a minority or you're a member of like the LGBTQ plus community, this happens to them too. Yeah. Like it happens to literally everyone. I We actually had a guy write in. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like a straight guy. That's insane. So it's, it's literally crazy. Another response that we got is, yes, probably the time I felt the most unsafe, I was in a different city for a job interview across the country from where I lived and I didn't know anyone there. I went for dinner and a walk around the city river walk to get a feel for the city and if I wanted to move there. But while I was walking, some guy on a bike stopped and started walking with me and asked me a bunch of questions, telling me I'm pretty and told me he was just out of prison. I didn't even ask him anything about himself. I did lie in some of my answers, said I was there with my family and on my walk to on my way to meet them. As soon as I got to the sidewalk towards my car, I said bye and he tried to get my number and wasn't leaving. I don't even remember how I got him to leave because before I walked to my car, but I was legit terrified. I mean, I feel like that's great advice. If anybody's listening, like if any, if you're ever by yourself, like always lie. Like I know there's there's those TikToks that are like, oh, play this if you're by yourself and you like need to play it on your phone. Yeah. But like always lie. Don't be like, oh yeah, it's my first time here. Be like, oh yeah, I'm like meeting my boyfriend or like, oh, I'm meeting my friend. She's around the corner. Like the thing about this one that really bothers me is the fact that he was asking for her number. I've had guys do this to me in person. I've had guys ask for my snapchat Mm -hmm. and it's just so awkward to like give them a fake number or to even say like oh i have a boyfriend yeah like they literally don't respect you unless you say that you belong to another man yeah or like you can even say like i remember i had two friends say that they were lesbians and the guy said i don't believe you and then they kissed in public and they're literally straight girls yeah like girls will literally do anything to get guys to stop Mm -hmm. them from talking to them some guys i said oh yeah i have a boyfriend they're like so he doesn't have to know they just keep like pushing and i'm like oh my god i don't but you don't want to say i don't like you or i'm not interested because then who knows what could because happen. they could fucking attack you like yeah. they could have a gun they could have a knife like they could literally do anything so you really have to be careful to these disgusting people that you want nothing to do with yeah it's just not fair obviously i'm getting upset about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um the next one we have is the older I get, the more I find myself hating men. I don't want to be toxic and I hate to generalize all of them as a group, but not all men doesn't work because we as women don't know which men. And that's the problem they can't seem to understand. 
I've been sexually assaulted, taken advantage of, and most recently on New Year's Eve, I was blackout drunk, flopped down on a bed, and some guy I don't know tried to get on the bed and cuddled me. Apparently, I shot up and ran out of there so fast. Something like that is something that I that wouldn't have bothered me when I was younger. It's normal. It's harmless. Maybe, maybe he was drunk too. But I've seen way too much shit now to put up with anything that makes me uncomfortable. And I'll call out anyone now. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if it's rude or dramatic. The fact that, like, people think that's normal at some point, like, especially when you're younger. Yeah. You just, like, swallow it. And then you realize years later, like, wow, that's that, that was, was really inappropriate. Yeah. Next response that I, we got was, I'm sick of men trying to combat our experiences instead of being allies and understanding that it might not be all men, but it truly is the majority. It's turned me off from dating completely and it fucking sucks because I'm nervous that whatever man I give the chance to is going to diminish my experience with other men simply because he's one of the good ones. So it doesn't matter. I wish men would hold each other accountable more too. I recently told my brother about my sexual assault from college and his response was, if you had come forward right away, maybe people wouldn't question you. Wow. And I haven't even seen him the same way since. He doesn't realize that we would be questioned regardless of when we come forward or whether we have proof or not. I thought that him being raised by a single woman and with sisters would make him the total opposite of these types of men, but clearly not. It's become so clear that even if it affects someone they love, they genuinely can't understand it. But I don't know. It's just like, I can't even imagine like telling somebody like your experience and them being like not even supporting you in any way. Yeah. As someone that's been assaulted, I literally can't imagine telling someone like that and then having be like oh yeah no like like they don't believe you or they question you or something like that it's like it's already hard enough to say the words out loud but to have someone especially like your brother yeah to question you grown up with like your whole life that's some heavy shit i don't know and even like the part that she said about dating and stuff like i haven't been assaulted but thinking about you've been harassed i know but like like, just like obviously there's so many layers to dating there's like the, the pandemic and stuff and then but there's also like the fear of like there's like it's just awful like the amount of steps that you have to go to like okay you have to meet them in a public place and you have to share your location with your friends and like text them where you're going and like don't get in their car and like make sure you're going like oh my god it's just like it's like too much we can't even get in an uber anymore without checking the license plate and saying who are you here for it's literally everything we do it's an added layer of security Mm -hmm. it's this one honestly really got me it's really short so this is a guy that wrote in he said i got drugged with liquid molly and assaulted in the back of my car by a bodybuilder i've been grabbed a few times by drunk men front and back so disgusting the funny thing is i've never had this problem with a woman obviously we're not saying that like women can't assault people like it's definitely happened but it's just like way more prevalent i mean men. i've i'm grateful that you've like i mean grateful that everyone wanted to write in but especially like a man yeah, because I feel like they're like the, obviously the minority in this. It does happen to them too. Yeah. Another response we got is that I tend to feel unsafe when I'm out around any man I don't know. Feel that? Even when there's not a man around and I have to walk a little bit by myself or something, I'm scared of the possibility of encountering a man. Maybe it's because of my own personal history, but I do think a lot of women feel this way. And then for sure, there are certain men that give off way more creepy vibes. It's crazy that guys don't really get how that feels or get that it's a daily struggle for most women. I recently saw a TikTok a woman made about the best safety advice she had gotten, and it was a man will never ask a woman for help. Obviously referring to strangers in public and not the case 100% of the time, but it's something women should unfortunately live by. Often women are afraid of being rude or they want to help somebody in need, but it's better to be safe than sorry, which is true. I feel like it's always better to be like more cautious than oh yeah no if someone like asks me for something i just say no every time yeah no like I'm like it's sad because like i want to help people but yeah. i truly don't know their intentions so 
no, like, I was driving the other day, and this guy, like, pulled up next to me, and he was, like, had his window down and was, like, pull your window down and, like, was texting no. something. And, like, for a second, I was, like, is there something wrong with my car? I was, like, is it my gas cap? And, I, like, I know it wasn't, and so I just, like, drove off. Yeah, no, any rando I don't know, I'm, like, I'm really yeah. sorry. I'm not talking to you. No. I used to live in a city where I took the bus to work. One day on my way home, there was only one seat left on the bus and an older man sat down next to me. Throughout the ride, he kept sliding over onto my seat until I was pressed up against the wall, basically. We were touching from hip to knee by then. I was so creeped out. Eventually, I got off and hopped on the next one, but it made me so uncomfortable. I feel my skin crawling just thinking about it. I tried to tell myself that I was being dramatic and would just laugh it off with my friends and coworkers because a man sat next to me on the bus. But the more I think about it, the more I realize how much it stuck with me and freaks me out. It's just sad to think about all those times, too, that you, like, kind of, like, suppress things because you're, like, you're, like, oh, it's just, like, funny. And, like, you're, like, oh, I can tell my friends about it. And then you're, like, wait, that's, like, literal <laughs> wait, trauma. <that's> like- <laughs> and we wonder why we're so fucked up. Uh, I'm, like, oh, my God, why do I have so much baggage? And I'm, like, because I make everything a joke. <laughs> all right. Next one that someone sent in is I've had so many instances not feeling safe. It makes me so angry that women feel uncomfortable in their own skin in nearly every situation. I'm very situationally aware of others. I'm single, adventurous, and love to travel. But because of many instances, I've gotten increasingly more uncomfortable being in public alone. Why should just walking down alone on a busy street feel like an act of courage? Wow. I lived alone in a foreign country a couple of blocks from the ocean. I would go to the ocean all the time by myself, but the amount of times men would approach me over time wore me down to the point that after I had a stalker situation, I decided to move. I don't know if how many of you guys watch Best Dressed. She does like fashion videos. They're actually really good. She lives in New York City, but she recently like two months ago or something did like an apartment tour and she was like, yeah, I have to move because I have a stalker. And she's like has a social media presence. Yeah, no, no. She has like millions of subscribers. That's what I'm saying. So like if someone finds out where she lives, that's terrible yeah oh my god just really sad okay the next one we have is i got a bad vibe from this dude who was sitting in his truck waiting outside of a quest location he gave me the most terrifying look i literally put my keys in my knuckles and ran inside my car this is the most recent example that i can think of always go with your gut i feel like i mean obviously like you should never blame yourself for anything that's happened to you but like i feel like even without realizing like your gut knows or like your body knows to like get the hell out and i don't know if you've ever heard of this but there's like something called woman's intuition Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be like super super innate and strong and honestly i think any gut feelings are almost like they're almost like a product of evolution like any fear that you have and you can't explain it it's your body telling you that you're in a dangerous situation and you need to get out like Mm -hmm. you're way more observant than you think yeah so if you're picking up bad vibes from a person you just trust it you don't always have to have a reason yeah. just make an excuse or something and get out of there next one i have is the moment you let your guard down because you're in a familiar area is when bad things happen always be aware of your surroundings make eye contact when people pass you on the sidewalks even when i'm on a run with my german shepherd i carry pepper spray at the very least i will only have one headphone in the car so i can stay aware of what's going around me and i live in a high crime area and i'm very paranoid so in my head everyone is a predator Obviously, it sucks to be that paranoid, but to some extent, like, I feel like it's smart to kind of be on high alert, even when I'm, like, um, just, like, walking around the neighborhood and stuff. Like, I only put one headphone in, which sucks, so it's, like, I want to vibe, and it's, like, I want to, like, listen to my music and, like, be in the moment, Mm -hmm. but I'm, like, we live in a city, and you have to, like, be on guard, like, all the time. 
Yeah, you just... On guard. On guard. You just really don't know what's going to happen at any time. It's like they said earlier, like, better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. Next one we have is yesterday I had a guy that I stood behind in line at a gas station stop and roll down his window asking me for my name and number. It was 1130 at night. Just like, what the hell, dude? Guys are so brave. It's like you're literally trying to fucking get gas. Like, the amount of times I've heard of people getting, like, hit on at a gas station is insane. And it's literally in a well-lit area where there are other people around. And then you could, like, run inside and ask them to call the police. Yeah. But they're still doing it. And it doesn't matter. This shit happens in the middle of the day, too. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be at night. Like, like, there's no, like, boundaries. Like, there was that girl in Long Island who got was on a run on a, on a hiking trail. And she got raped and killed. Yeah. And was left for dead in the woods. Like, this shit happens all the time. If you literally just watch the news, like, you'll hear about a woman getting killed. It's crazy. Next one we got was, I was in a deli in New York City freshman year of college, and I walked in and ordered a chicken cutlet sandwich with extra mayo. That's me. Because mayo is superior to other condiments. As I say, extra mayo, please. A creepy guy comes behind me and goes, ooh, you like it. I can't even say this. How the... Ew. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this literally isn't funny but it's, it's not funny it's but such a cringy sentence oh you like it creamy and i was like so uncomfortable and then he orders his sandwich the man at the deli counter asked me if we were together because the creepy man said we were and i was paying so i said no i am not with him and i'm not paying for his food then the guy proceeded to yell and scream and attempted to put his arm around me the worker in the deli kicked him out for my safety and then the creepy guy continued to wait outside the deli until I came out. The building I lived in was on the block of the deli so I couldn't go back home. I called my roommate and she called the building security and I left the deli walking about and the creepy guy continued to follow me screaming, hey beautiful. Then I walked up to my building security desk and they handled it from there. Okay, first of all, you like it creamy? Ew. That is so cringy. I can, I never want to say that ever again. The but. amount of times I've had, like, like the, literally last summer, I had a friend that was in, like, at Walmart and she called me saying that a guy was following her and she went to campus security and just waited there because she was like, I'm not going back to my apartment. Yeah. So then I literally went there and like picked her up and she was like literally distraught. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> like this happens all the time where men just follow you and mm-hmm. like literally scream shit at you. And it's so scary. Next one we have is recently I was catching the train home from work alone. There were two middle aged men who were waiting for the train at the same station as me. They were sitting at the bench over for me, and while we waited, I saw one of them blatantly taking a photo of me. I love, love this pattern of people taking photos. That should be illegal. The benches were far enough apart that it would be easier for them to walk through different doors onto the train from me, but when the train came, they walked down the platform and used the door that I was. They gestured for me to get on the train before them like they were trying to be gentlemanly. How ironic. They sat directly opposite me. I was uncomfortable the whole time and was hoping they wouldn't get off at the same station as me, but they did, so I was vigilant the whole walk home, checking my surroundings and looking behind me more than I usually do while texting a friend about the situation and keeping them updated on where I was. It creeps me out that this stranger has a photo of me in my work uniform. So creepy and scary because I'm like, they know where you work. Another story that we got was, I'm, oh, another man. I'm a man myself, but I'm hoping to say, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Hope. Okay. Also, can we talk about the words hoping and hopping? How it's like yeah. one P and they look so similar? <laughs> <laughs> And they have two completely different meanings. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a man myself, but I'm hopping on to say, your brain has alarms for a reason, and if you have a bad vibe, you should trust it. 
Also, there's a phenomenal book about this called The Gift of, he- of Fear. Oh, wow. Okay, maybe I'll read that. That I would recommend for anyone. Also, our feelings aren't more important than y'all's safety. Don't worry about being rude. Period. Love. Ally is like. That's what I'm saying. I love when guys, like, comment on shit like this. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you, y'all are so woke. I know. I'm like, because I don't give a fuck about your feelings. Like, I, I didn't know this happened. I'm sure he wouldn't really care about me telling this. I don't know why I'm laughing, but it's just so uncomfortable. My boyfriend told me the other day that when he was like in middle school, he was at the mall and this woman grabbed his ass. Like he's literally a minor. That's so sad. That's so fucking creepy. That's so fucked. See, it's not just guys, y'all, but still, yeah. like that's guys have shit too, but that's yeah. fucking gross. Um, okay. Next one we have is I bought a birdie keychain alarm today. After hearing the story about the girl in the UK who was murdered after walking home alone at night, it really shocked me. It seems really easy to use, and once you activate it, it's a loud alarm and a strobe light. I live in a city and always feel super uncomfortable walking anywhere by myself. This? I think I need to get one. Like, they make those self-defense keychains that that Mm -hmm. we've talked about where it just has, like, a bunch of different things on a keychain. I think those are great. Also having, like, mace or something. Mm -hmm. Something just accessible that you can have. Also, when in doubt, like, just put your keys in between your hands because I feel like that would do a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe take a self-defense class or something. It couldn't hurt. Yeah, exactly. But me, the freaking mantra of this episode, better to be safe than sorry. If you want to feel less alone, here's my coverage on a few of my own experiences, including when my internet technician, when I moved to a new city, mentioned while blocking my bedroom door where he was installing my internet and knew I lived alone, that he followed my Instagram for years because of a photo of my ass on a pizza floaty posted on a barstool account. I had like 1,300 followers at the time, so it's not like I was actually well-known or anything where that would be, wouldn't be be 100% creepy. Your fucking internet technician <laughs> He's in your house, bitch! Uh, okay me and a pizza floaty though literally what Thir- and she only has like 1300 followers why is this guy following her I- i'm honestly terrified ew so he's obviously like stalking her oh 100 ew okay him probably becoming the internet technician <laughs> for that reason it's not funny at all he's like but- i have to go to her house yeah Okay, next one we have is, yep, almost daily when I walk outside. Most notably, if I'm on public transportation and there aren't many others in the train car that I'm in, men will sometimes just hold the creepiest eye contact the whole ride, and it really makes you question whether or not you're going to get attacked or followed. Oh, yeah. I feel like eye contact can kind of be, like, sometimes the worst part, even though it's obviously nonverbal. Like, just being like... That's what we're saying. It's, like, so intimate. Catch a vibe. Oh, I don't make eye contact with literally anybody. I keep my head down the entire time. I, like, scan like this. (laughs) You can't see me right now, but I'm, like... (laughs) I have, like, my... I'm, like, I probably... Getting a physical demonstration. (laughs) probably like, one of those memes where, like, their necks are all (laughs) fucked up, but, like... My neck is like down and low, and I'm just like kind of looking up. Oh my god! And then, but like keeping like I don't know, I don't know what I do, but I literally don't make eye contact. <laughs> well, you. I don't want to invite anyone to talk to me. Like I don't want. Well, because it's like I remember. Um, I don't know if any of you guys listened to like the Crime Junkie podcast, oh. but while, while I had COVID, I was listen. I was doing my puzzle and I was listening, and I listened to this one episode of like Stalked. Um, well, of like one of their Stalked episodes. They only have a few, but they're really good. But it was like one episode and. Um, they were just talking about how, like, something as simple as, like, eye contact or, like, a smile to somebody who already has, like, these creepy attachments to women can be, like, what sets them off and, like, like cause them to stalk you for, like, the rest of your life. 
like just like and like eye contact or like a smile or like holding the door for them i'm like oh great yeah, so just <laughs> never never, just bottom line just never interact with the man ever. ever and then and then you'll be fine Next one we got, I'm going through it right now. Someone I work with made a pass at me to which I ignored. I was advised to let it go by my supervisor. Of course. What kind of supervisor? Fuck your Y'all supervisor. Y'all need to hire me to do your PR because you cannot do it. Also, you need a better HR department. Thank yes. you. And now I have to work with him every day as he gets too close to me. Tries to give me gifts, compliments my body. I'm new to the job though and don't have any legs to really stand on with a complaint. So I just have to suck it up. I hate that only women know this pain. Um, I remember I worked at a restaurant when I was... 17 and like the cooks and i were like pretty close friends like we would get along well but um all they would do was like talk about like my legs like all the time and i was like i'm literally 16 like i'm just trying to do my job like 16 year old me like i was like what am i supposed to do no literally the same thing happened i was it was my high school job (laughs) and i worked at a bar and it was also a restaurant and i was the hostess and with the mostess and i didn't really have too much contact with like the chefs Mm -hmm. but like that's how we would walk in so i would like say hi to them and then so me saying hi to this one guy gave him permission apparently to talk to me um and he was hispanic and like he literally would be speaking spanish about me to his coworkers. i understand spanish Mm -hmm. so i was like okay um and then i remember one time he like I was up at the front desk and he came up out of the kitchen, which is like literally so far away from the front. He came up behind me, grabbed me from behind and was hugging me. Like it, it was literally like when you're in like seventh grade and you're like grinding with a guy to dance. Like that's literally what it was <laughs> like. But he was at like a 40 year old man with kids and married. And I was like 16 and I got so freaked out and I told my manager, but then he ended up walking out of the shift and quitting that wow. same day. So I was like, oh, okay, geez. lit. But I told her after. And so she was like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, you're good. You're safe. Like, he quit. Yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> the I universe really- right now? I went on a run yesterday. And as I was running by a stop sign and crosswalk, a man driving a van honked at me. There were no cars around and no one else was super close. I turned and looked and he was smiling and waving at me. I felt so violated that this man felt like he deserved my attention. I should be able to go for a run without being subjected to men behaving badly. I was so pissed off by it because it made me feel like I was objectified by him. I'm not a real person in the world. I'm an object of sexual desire for him. It's a small thing, but it's just really frustrating. Literally, that's what fucking happened to me. I was walking to work, and this man fucking... Oh, my God. Don't don't let us have anything. We can't even go for a a nice leisurely stroll. Nope. Like, the other night, I talked about this on Camila's podcast, but I wanted to go for a walk at night, and I had to ask my boyfriend to come with me so that I wouldn't be alone. Yeah. The (laughs) other day, I was calling my therapist and i was walking around the park and i almost asked meg to come with me so i wouldn't have to walk by myself and then i realized like you just listening to your therapy i was like i'm talking to my therapist like maybe i shouldn't do that something really scary happened to me today i was sitting in my car in an empty parking lot tonight on my phone after my dance class when i should have just left her after i got in but i'm trying not to blame myself when all of a sudden this man suddenly appeared at my driver's window and started aggressively banging in my window I was obviously startled, so I just started yelling, no, 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 and started honking my horn, hoping the noise would deter him, but it didn't, and then he started trying to open my door, which is locked, and then started trying my back door handle. At that point, I freaked out and just went straight into reverse to back out, which he ran with my car holding onto the handle as I was backing out, and then I booked it out of the parking lot. It's been a few hours after the fact, but I'm still so shaken up over it, and I can't stop thinking about what potentially could have happened to me had I not locked my car doors. 
it's a scary world out there and it's messed up that we can't ever let our guards down or go somewhere in public without constantly thinking about our safety because we are women what the hell i would literally be scarred for life what is this guy fucking batman he's like holding (laughs) on to your car while you're driving oh my god i'm so sorry that's so sad i'm really sorry oh my god this isn't a story but this is just like a cool thing that someone wrote in someone said one of my high school teachers who knew a lot about forensic psychology talked to all of his students mostly the girls about trusting their gut he told us a story about a serial killer who a woman met and she couldn't come up with anything wrong but she just had that bad sick feeling around him so she was kind of rude and got away even though she felt guilty i don't remember the story exactly basically he said that our instincts are there to protect us and we should never try to be polite and ignore something inside us screaming danger trying not to be rude or impolite is never ever worth risking your safety and that's a message that has always stuck with me that's great advice no that really is Another one we got is, I once jumped out of a moving car because someone who offered me and my friend a ride home wouldn't let me go after I rejected him. I don't know. It's just like a moving car. Oh my God. This girl literally put herself in more danger so that she she wouldn't have to be near this man. Fuck man, bro. I'm done. Okay. This is the story to end all stories. This is the last one we have. Oh my God. Um... It's really long, so just bear with me, but it's honestly (laughs) worth listening to because it's fucking crazy. This girl said, I just wanted to share my story about a man making me feel unsafe. So backstory, I was physically and verbally emotionally abused by my mom's boyfriend from the time I was five years old until eighth grade. So I was around 14, which obviously caused a ton of trauma and affected my life up even until this day. I do think I have a great handle on it all, but some situations definitely trigger me. What happened last year, I met this guy on Bumble who actually was a bodybuilder, so he was incredibly muscular and strong and just an all-around large man, and he was also very tall. He seemed nice enough, so I decided to meet him at a bar that was inside of a local casino. During the date, as we were talking, he was extremely intense. I don't know how else to describe it, really, but he was just a really intense person and even started making me feel uncomfortable just how intense he was speaking speaking and how close he was getting to me. Ew, I hate close talkers. Me too. And like when you back up and they don't get the oh hand. Oh my God. Ick factor. During our conversation, he actually admitted that he was a steroid user. He was still in the recovery stage process. So red flags were popping up all around. Yeah. She's already there with him. So like, oh yeah, my God. Yeah, like how do you even get out? Oh my God. She can't be like, yeah, I'm not really feeling this. Yeah. He's a steroid user. Yeah. <laughs> then he started telling me the story about his mom's husband and how the two of them do not get along and about one insane physical fight that they recently had. When he was telling you the story and demonstrating what happened, he put his hand palm facing toward him legit inches from my ear and face as he was telling the story about how he punched the guy he actually punched his own hand which was right next to my face i honestly thought he was about to punch me and i gasped and ducked so i said you're making me really uncomfortable right now i think i'm going to leave well that triggered him to become terrifying he flipped he literally pushed our drinks off the bar smashing the glasses and threw his chair over It got right in my face with his voice raised, saying things like, okay, bitch, and you aren't worth the money I just spent on you. You aren't even worth a dollar. Then he stormed out of the bar and onto the casino floor. Naturally, I started bawling my eyes out while still sitting at the bar because I was so stunned by what just happened. And tons of people who had witnessed the situation came running up asking me if I was okay, including the bartender, 
who was also consoling me. And honestly, the situation was so escalated that the bartender did not want me to leave and made me sit at the bar and had a security guard come sit with me to make sure the guy didn't return. After about an hour of the security team tracking down the guy with the cameras and kicking him out and escorting him to his car to make sure he left, they all came to me and offered me to escort me to my car as well. Well, the guy was honestly so big and jacked, for lack of a better word, that the security guards were even frightened of him. So literally five of them walked me to the parking lot, one in front of me, one in the back of me, two on either side of me, and one next to all of us so that I was surrounded. I definitely don't think they were allowed to do this, but two of them had knives and held the knives out as they walked me to my car. Honestly, I did not feel safe even once in my car and making the hour drive home. I couldn't stop crying. And then I was driving home. He started texting me, calling me a bitch and saying, I'll never find a man. So I ignored him and immediately reported him on Bumble when I got home. A Bumble employee actually called me on the phone to get more info after sending an initial email and he must have gotten contacted by then because the next morning i got a text from a random number saying this is weight watchers we received a message from a concerned user about your behavior and overeating problems if you need further help with your food addiction please contact weight watchers at 1-800-YOU'RE-HUGE which was obviously him holy fuck I knew in that moment that he was a horrible person and that he wasn't worth my tears, but honestly, I couldn't help but let the situation and his words tear me apart. I legitimately cried for days. I'm so sorry about the length of this message, but preventing domestic violence is something I am incredibly passionate about, and due to my background, I just want to share this story because, like on dating apps, you never know who you are meeting and what could happen. See, this is why I'm terrified to date on dating apps. I met my boyfriend on Bumble and that has not happened to me. There are good guys, but I had to go through a lot of shitty ones to find him, so... Honestly, I think that would scar me for life, though, yeah, what she so. went through. I, 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 don't I don't think I would ever go on another yeah, date I mean, again. I, ha- I haven't had anything like that, so. But <sighs> thank you so much, everybody that shared their stories. It was really, I mean, obviously, it was super hard, like, having to read all of this. But it was really meaningful for us to get to, like, read all your stories and share it with everybody. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and let us know if you like this episode by following us on Instagram at Love You Meet a Podcast. And if you're listening to this and didn't get to share your story, you can always DM us or comment or, like, do anything like along those lines to just like get our attention because we respond to everything yeah and honestly i I know we already said it but thank you because i know it's really hard to talk about this stuff and honestly it's it can be triggering so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and we'll be back with a lighthearted episode next week love you mean it love you mean it